0: How many people reached out to me and says, but how did you do it? How did you heal? My answer is the same to everyone. My path and your path will be different, but you have to start taking steps. It starts by taking the first step of saying, I want to heal. I can make a change and it's a choice. That decision is one of the biggest steps in recovery because it's a commitment. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together, we will break the stigma one story at a time. In mental health, together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started.
1: This episode of the Hope to Recharge podcast is sponsored by Maxifies.com. Maxify's offers doctor-formulated, lab-certified, high-quality CBD oils and tinctures in three different formulas that provide relief from anxiety and stress, muscle relaxation, and a sleep aid to help get a better night's sleep in 1500 milligram size bottles, 500-milligrams, and travel size bottle of 266 milligrams. Check out Maxify's.com, that's M-A-X-I-F-Y-Z.com, and use coupon code HOPE to get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's Maxifies.com.
0: Hello, Hope to Recharge community. It is May, Mental Health Awareness Month. How was your Passover? How was your spring break? How was your April? I took a break in order to enjoy Passover with my family. I traveled a lot beforehand and I needed a little bit of a pause in order to infuse my soul, infuse my body, infuse my family. And we had a phenomenal top, we, we say it was our top Passover this year. And I think it's because my kids are older. The older my kids get, the more fun we have together. I know that people say when they are young, smaller problems, where they are old, bigger problems. I didn't experience that with my life. With my children, I say when they were younger, they were so much more difficult to deal with. When they're older, they are like my friends. They're my partners. We have fun. Yes, of course, there's stuff, always stuff and different personalities, different ages, but it was really a phenomenal, and I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful to my kids that helped. I'm so grateful to Ari that was above and beyond to make it a phenomenal Passover with all the details, the travel, the the little thoughts behind things. One of the things that I am evolving into in the, my journey of recovery in the last 13 years or so is noticing the little things behind the scene that make the big difference and big impact. And the more you notice the little things, the more you're going to see the impact of the big things. I made a list recently of all the little things that I noticed that Ari did that most people would probably take for granted or not even give acknowledgement, but it was really a long list and it could have gone on and on for what things I'm grateful for that he thinks about and that make a big impact in my life. So that was April and now we're in May. Is Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to talk about what is awareness, what does the mental health community need, what happened in Hope to Recharge in three years. It is coming up. May is going to be our third year anniversary this May. We started in May 2019, pre-COVID oh my God, what was life before COVID? What I thought I knew about mental health and how I was So, wrong, and how awareness is so needed. And awareness, I realized, is constant, growing, evolving. Think about psychology, what psychology was 60 years ago, what psychology is now today, what awareness was like 10 years ago, what awareness is like today. So, we keep on evolving and we have to evolve with what is happening around us. And we just showed up differently in the world 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I was just speaking to one of my friends. I was telling her that we have the privilege of awareness that. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was no privilege of awareness. Everything was so hushed. So our children are growing up in a world where it is more okay to speak about things, even though there's still shame, there's still hush, there's still a little bit of hiding behind things, not full transparency, but there's more conversation. And our kids are lucky that they're growing up in a world that's welcoming awareness, which we didn't really have growing up. So what is awareness? What did I learn from my journey in creating Hope to Recharge Community and what I thought it would bring and what it really did change into and evolve into and what I'm hoping for in the future. There's so much that evolved inside me just by interviewing people and hearing and listening and learning and reading books of people that were on my show or just going online, connecting to people on different courses and platforms and what it means to take action and fulfill your dream. A Hope to Recharge was a dream of mine. And in May 2019, I reached out to Heather Parody. She is my mentor, as you know, She held my hand from day one with Hope to Recharge, and I didn't know her, but for some reason she was in my feed, in my Facebook feed, and I saw her smile, and I kept on seeing her smile, and one of my gifts that God gave me was reading faces. I can read faces really well within 30 seconds to a minute, I can tell what a person is really, their energy, what they're going through, if it's sadness, if it's grief, if it's fear, if it's detachment, if it's joy, if it's enthusiasm, I can really tell people's energy and faces. And I saw this smile over and over on Facebook. And I said, I want Heather to be my mentor. I don't know what she does, Then I found out she has a podcast and I said, I want her to lead me in my journey. I reached out to her and I think our first Zoom meeting was in May 14, 2019. And on May 28, 2019, Hope to Recharge published its first episode. Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety, to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about. Self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others. Essential for healing. If you want to work one-on-one with me on these topics in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's a custom-made program for you. One-on-one with me. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. I think we're almost at 200 episodes, I think. 100,000 downloads or something like that. Maybe more, maybe less. A beautiful community. It's just incredible what a shared experience can do for recovery, for experiencing life, and for moving forward. I was recently speaking to somebody that is in the business of recovery, and he was telling me that part of recovery is finding your community that is going through the same thing and that's empowering. Just the fact that others are going through the same thing is the big impact that somebody goes through while they are owning their healing experience and their journey to healing just by being with other people that are going through the same exact thing. So Hope to Recharge brought together a lot of people that are looking to understand more about mental health just because they have a family member that might be struggling or trying to recover or they are themselves, just in order to have a place that they feel belonging. And we spoke about belonging in many episodes. One of the things that I am more and more sure. And the more I speak to people and the more I see clients and the more I learn and bring awareness to myself that there is no healing without gratitude. There is no healing without gratitude. There is no healing without practicing gratitude. You cannot heal. You will not have long-term healing emotionally and stability without practicing gratitude. Gratitude is the foundation to any kind of change Uh, positive change, I should say. And, uh, And anything that we want to evolve into, if it's a goal, if it's a dream, if it's a desire, if it's an attraction to something that we want, it all starts with gratitude. Because gratitude, first of all, besides the fact that it releases healthy dopamine and all the healthy releases in our brain, we know that. Besides that, it activates a part of our brain that might have been Sleeping, and now we'll be more noticing opportunities that we are desiring. And if it's healing, we're going to notice more opportunities, the good opportunities, just like what I was saying about Ari before. That the healing, my healing experience taught me to see the little things that I took for granted when Ari does behind the scenes, which I thought, oh, it's a given. A husband, a partner, a father does that. And I realized that it's really not a given, and we have to be grateful for the little things that other people think about for us and not take it for granted, that the more we see and the more we feel grateful, the more we will appreciate all the things that come our way. Part of the awareness that I want to give the world and I will continue giving the world will be that there is no recovery without gratitude. If every single book talks about the power of practicing gratitude and gratitude is something that you practice and you get better at and you evolve with and you start feeling it stronger and then you start attracting it and then it becomes part of your dna literally and then you start living and breathing gratefulness and then you become in the tribe of grateful living and existence once you realize that there is a reason why every big leader that in success talks about it in healing if it's from cancer or from anything they'll say the best way to heal even if it's medication and even if it's with chemo and even if it's with whatever radiation and whatever surgery whatever you're going through if you practice gratitude with it the healing will be on a different level Period. End of story. So that is the awareness that I want to give the world, even though the world knows it. But for some reason, it's not taken seriously like we take medicine seriously. We go to a doctor, they give us medicine. We don't even research it. We pop it into our mouth. But yet we have philosophers, rabbis, buddhas from every kind of culture talking about culture and religion, talking about gratitude. And yet we're skeptical about it and we don't practice it as much. And we undermine the effect of it. We'll run to medication. We'll run Run to therapy. Will run to so many other automatic band-aid sources to numb the pain instead of actually trying to heal the pain within and using gratitude. You know my drill about gratitude. We have over 60 episodes on gratitude. If you want to join our community, we have a WhatsApp community that we talk about gratitude and we share inspirational thoughts. And you can join that. You can let us know if you want to join and we will send you the link to join this WhatsApp community. It just enhances people's life, especially with mental health. So what did Hope to recharge? What did I learn through Hope to Recharge? What did I learn? I learned that starting something that you want will lead you to opportunities that you never dreamt of. I learned from Hope to Recharge that what my vision was is completely different than what the community really needs. I thought the community just needs awareness. That's all they needed to feel together is better. But I didn't realize that how much people want to take the next step to doing things to heal, that they wanted tools, they wanted exercises. How many people reached out to me and says, but how did you do it? How did you heal? What was your path? And my answer is the same to everyone. My path and your path will be different, but you have to start taking steps. You have to start putting yourself into awareness, education, reading books, listening to YouTube's TED Talks and see what touches your soul, what feels like home with you when it comes to recovery and test the things that don't feel like home and see maybe it will become home and find your own path. Find your own path to recovery because no two paths are the same. No two therapy sessions are the same. No two therapists are the same. No two medications are the same. And no two traumas are the same. So we have to really custom make our recovery journey with a toolbox that we are going to figure out on the way. And it starts by taking the first step of saying, I want to heal. I am no longer belonging in this place of victimhood, of misery. I want to change. I don't want to dwell here anymore. And it takes time to shift from that place of I'm no longer willing to be here. I can make a change and it's a choice and I will make a change. I don't know where the change will take me. I don't know how fast it's going to happen. I don't know who's going to come alongside me, but I want to change. That acceptance, that decision is one of the biggest steps in recovery because It's a commitment. It's a commitment to ourselves and a commitment to the process and the process that is not easy at all. Find your tribe, find your leaders, find your mentors, find your support, decide how much you want to spend on it. What are you willing to spend on it? How much can you spend on it? What are your loved ones around you willing to do in order to support you through it? And sometimes you need to find people that are not your loved ones to support you besides the loved ones that are supporting you because it can really drain them. If you haven't listened to the episode that I have with Ari about supporting a loved one, I highly recommend you listen to it. We'll drop a link in the show notes. It was very eye-opening for me to interview my husband on his journey of supporting a loved one through recovery and what they go through because the loved ones are also going through something if it's a child if it's a spouse if it's a parent if it's a best friend it could be so many different loved ones and it could be draining and it could be scary and it could be also confusing because we lose the person that we know because a lot of times mental illness takes over a person, a part of our personality that the loved one never knew before. So deciding that we want change is the biggest step and it's scary because it's unknown. I recommend that the awareness part that we should do in May is learning. There's so many books out there. Go to the library, take out a few books, go on YouTube, find the people that you like listening to. If it's on Instagram, on Facebook, on other channels on whatever on TED talks and learn from them maybe you can find a podcast that has little insights a day that you can try to exercise in your life and try it out it's all about trial and error in mental health recovery you have to try it and try it and see if it fits And if it doesn't, you try something else. Somebody can tell you, you know, I did EFT. Let's say I do EFT tapping every Monday. It's an energy tapping. Some people would say I'm not doing EFT tapping. For me, it was a huge shift in my energy and the way I go through life. But other people would say, you know what, I'll try it one or two times. If three times, five times doesn't work for me, I'll go to something else. Maybe I'm going to go into talk therapy. Maybe I'll go into DBT. Maybe I'll learn DBT skills. Maybe I'm going to learn yoga. Maybe I'll learn about different kinds of meditations. Maybe I'm going to learn about eating and even eating habits. Maybe I'll learn about waking up early and maybe I'll learn about going to sleep with a certain meditation. Maybe I'm going to learn about energy. Maybe I'm going to learn about boundaries. Maybe I'll learn about forgiveness. This is all, all under the umbrella of mental health healing. So you have to learn this and it takes a long time to understand it and to shift our mindset and what we know from before and what we know now and to experiment with it. So awareness is learning also and awareness is talking about it and awareness is bringing it to the community. I think what the awareness in our generation is missing is acceptance.
1: Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? Maybe it's anxiety or stress. BetterHelp.com will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online with a broad range of expertise available depending on what you need and the services available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor. BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. They make it easy and free to change your counselors if you need to. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp.com wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com Hope to Recharge. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com slash hope to recharge and join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You'll also get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's BetterHelp.com slash hope to recharge.
0: I think what the awareness in our generation is missing is acceptance. There's still a huge gap between the awareness and the acceptance. People are talking about it. People are listening. People are going to classes. People are buying material on it. People are joining communities. But are people accepting that this is part of human existence? And it's It's not that we're broken. It's just like any other illness And we have to treat it correctly. And if we treat it correctly, it could be curable. And there's percentage of curable and recovery and whatever. I'm not going to get into that. What does it mean to recover? I love what the list says about healing. Healing doesn't mean that I'll never get a manic episode. It means that I will know how to deal with my next manic episode. It doesn't mean that I'm not bipolar anymore. It means that I will know how to lean on the tools that I had during a manic episode and how to reach out to the people that are supporting me and how to get to the hospital and how to take the right medication, how to call the psychiatrist, how to call, what do I have to put into place? place in order to minimize the effect of the next manic episode and how do I come out of depression faster and what do I have to do so recovery and healing doesn't mean that we don't experience panic attacks again it doesn't mean that we don't have anxiety it doesn't mean that we don't get depressed it doesn't mean that um, somebody that's recovering from borderline personality disorder and people do recover that's another whole stigma that we have to big time big time big time talk about but when They are in recovery. They become different humans. How incredible it is. And what does that mean? Does it mean that they don't struggle with abandonment? No. Do they not struggle with certain traits? Of course not. But it all is about intensity, duration, and frequency. How intense is it? How frequent? And how long does it last? Intensity, frequency, and duration. I think we measure healing by seeing that frequency, duration, and and intensity. And I tell my clients, they feel like, oh my God, I'm not healing, I'm not healing. And then I'll say to them, but when was your last panic attack? When was the last time you had an outburst of emotion? How strong was it? How quickly did you recover from it? That's how we measure healing, in my opinion. My school of healing. What I want to do in the next year, hopefully, is bring more acceptance to the awareness. So we have awareness. We have a lot of education out there. And under mental health in the podcasting world itself, there's thousands of different podcasts on mental illness, on mental health, on, on, on healing. But there's still such a shame and stigma and lack of desire of acceptance when it comes to our personal lives, to our families, to our communities. We're still in a huge walking on eggshells talking on it about it. Talking about suicide, talking about self-harm, talking about so many things, about even mental illness within a marriage. What happens to the marriage? Can we rebuild a marriage? Does a marriage fall apart sometimes? Yes, sometimes they fall apart and that's okay. And sometimes they can put together and sometimes it falls apart in order to put back together in a better way. But it does happen. But there's a lack of talking about what happens to a spouse when A partner is going through mental illness. We had an episode with Zahava Liz speaking to her husband about what does he do when Zahava is going through a manic episode and when she's in the hospital or when she's after mania there's depression. How does he deal and what happens? We have to have these conversations without shame and to take the awareness to acceptance and say I'm not less than just because I'm going through this. I'm not less than just because I'm going through this. I deserve a healthy life, I deserve wellness, I deserve good, and I'm not evil, and I'm not broken, and maybe I cracked, but cracking can mold something beautiful, different back together, but we have to work on removing the stigma of, oh, I'm afraid, I don't know what this is, so I'm going to just stay away from it. Instead of saying, you know what, I don't know what it is, let me learn about it. Let me get the tools that I need in order to deal with it so I could deal with my friends. I could deal with my family members that are going through it and reach out to the support instead of saying, I could do this alone because really, really, it's almost impossible to do this alone. Yes, you need to do the work. You're the only one that will do the work. You will only one that needs to do the internal work of healing. But to do that work without someone walking alongside you is almost impossible. And that's why I say with mental health together is better because it just brings more awareness. It brings more mindfulness to what we're going through versus just experiencing it and trying to run away from it. And it brings also energy to ourselves and say, "Oh, you know what? This person had it. Look how far they are in their recovery. I could get there too." I was um, speaking to Malki Hirsch, I interviewed her on twice actually on the passing of her husband, the transition that the family went through after the loss. She had five little kids at the time, three years ago, and now she got remarried. And just to see the transformation, one of the things that she said was that the first week after he passed away, when people came to the Shiva house to, the, to give her condolences, she was looking. for for the people that were two, three years ahead of her and saying, okay, I will be able to recover. I will be able to be happy again. I will be able to have a life again. She had to see somebody else that went through the same path as her of loss and grief to say, okay, they didn't lose their life after loss they are okay now yes they have a void there's always going to be a certain kind of a sadness and periods of hiccups in their life but she needed to see that this devastation of where she was at that moment will be different in two years from then and that's what finding a community is because everybody is in a different place of the community
1: Looking to reduce your anxiety and stress, relax your muscles, or get a better night's sleep? Check out Maxifies.com. 100% legal hemp, where you can find doctor-formulated, lab-certified, high-quality CBD oils, tinctures, and other items, cultivated, grown, harvested, and packaged in the United States, and available in different sizes and strength formulas. Check out Maxifies.com. that's M-A-X-I-F-Y-Z.com, and use coupon code HOPE to get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's Maxifies.com
0: and that's what finding a community is because everybody is in a different place of the community and you might be the rock bottom in one day but you might be someone's hope two weeks down the line or two years down the line. You might be somebody that they look at and say, oh wow, they were rock bottom two years ago but look at them now. So that's what a community does and that's what we want to do in Hope to Recharge and one of the things that I want to continue doing in Hope to Recharge is bringing more awareness to the Orthodox community that I'm a part of and how there's so much shame and stigma and hypermedication before, before you try other alternative options. And I want to talk about that a little bit, like in future episodes, how we have to try to really change mindsets and environments and cultivate more spirituality in our lives before we run to medicate our brains and numb them so that we don't feel and then we don't heal. That's one of the things that I want to talk about. I want to really deep dive into borderline personality disorder. We had a bunch of episodes, I want to say maybe 10 episodes on it from the last three years. And all of them are on the top most listened episodes in the history of Hope to Recharge. Okay, so they're is a big awakening to the world of borderline to personality disorder and dbt community and i am grateful to my friend Alyssa that is educating me along the way and helping me i met her in jesse etzler's community in build your life resume and she taught me a lot about dbt skills and a lot about marshall linehan And I'm grateful to her. I'm so grateful that she keeps infusing me because I didn't know a lot about it before I started Hope to Recharge. And I learned so much about borderline, about bipolar. I learned about the difference between the different depressions. I personally think that there's a big awakening going on in the borderline world and they're yearning for more information and more skills debbie from dbt path has been an incredible resource to us on hope to recharge and she is changing lives wow the stories that i hear coming out from her community are unbelievable if you didn't hear her episodes go look at i think she was twice or three times on our podcast debbie demarco bennett you could just put in dbt and it's going to come up borderline or dbt and you'll see it in our go to our website and you could see all of the episodes there. There's also DBT for Dummies is also a very popular episode. My mentor Heather always says go to the numbers and you'll learn a lot from your numbers. So whenever we do go look at our numbers which is not so frequent but when we do we see that it's constantly on borderline and DBT. Maybe we'll even make a separate podcast on DBT skills. What are borderline traits and what are DBT skills and understanding DBT and what's the difference between going through DBT therapy and what is a DBT therapy? therapist and what is skills and maybe we'll analyze a skill a week. So those are some things that I want to go into our fourth year of Hope to Recharge. I also want to work on building our community. Maybe we will go back and start a mastermind in a few months, maybe in the summer. People that are want to cultivate a healthier mindset, a more sensitive mindset to abundance, to joy, to healing, to opportunity, to possibility. I'm a huge mindset girl. I know this was a lot. This was a lot on my mind. We are going to go into the next month. We're going to be speaking about relationships, marriage, relationships. Next week, we are going to have an episode speaking about if breaking a marriage is a tragedy or not. And maybe it's not. And then we're going to speak about two episodes with Igor. He is a divorce attorney that it became a Coach in healing in imagotherapy with couples. So we're gonna do that. We have a few other exciting episodes. Esther Goldstein, a therapist that talks about the difference between a trauma reaction and a healthy reaction, a gut reaction. And then I have a very funny episode that's gonna be coming out in the next six weeks. It's not a funny episode, but it's with someone that's very funny. I follow her on Instagram and she gives me my dose of giggle a day. She's so fabulous. She says it like it is so that's for now that's a wrap so i want to give a big shout out to all of our followers all of our sponsors all the people that believed in us and trusted in us of course for the incredible team behind hope to recharge that i would not be able to do a thing without them heather i love you i'm so grateful to you this would not be anything without you john israel for being my mentor that i have the little voice in my head that ari always says what would John say? What would John say? I would not have my private practice of consulting if not for John. And I'm so grateful for John for helping me understand that I have to share with the world and the fact that if I don't share, I'm really living an ungrateful life to God and Uh, infuse other people in their life and that is my one-on-one consulting and the work I do with my clients that I am so beyond grateful that I am able to take my journey of pain and help others and so many of my clients actually tell me that they are helping others now. How incredible is that? How incredible is that? Once you become the source of light, you shine the light on others. Amazing. The ripple effect. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners and to every single one of you that took the time to go to Spotify or iTunes and leave a review or email us. If you didn't do that yet, please do that. It helps us tremendously. It helps us Ride the ladder of iTunes and become more popular that others can find us when they search mental health or any topic specifically under the topic of mental health. So, if you did not have a chance to do that, so either go to Spotify, it takes less than 10 seconds to hit review or give a shout out on iTunes, or you can send us an email and tell us what you think and how we can evolve and how we change. We do take our emails very seriously. And we like receiving them. We like hearing from you. Without the community, we wouldn't be able to serve you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us your time, your ear, your attention. There's so little time in a day. And the fact that you're still here listening is incredible. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you to God for leading me, for giving me a mouth every morning before I start my gratitude practice. I say, thank you, God, for the silence that I can feel the gratitude and be grateful and be mindful for my gratitude. And for my mouth that can express it and for my mind that can remember it and for my energy that can feel it and for my home that can hold it. So my mouth is a big part of this. So I do not take my mouth for granted and for my energy that understands and evolves. And I'm still evolving with everyone. I was not the same human that I was last month. I'm still working on myself constantly. It's a life work till 120, evolving, going through traumas, going through triggers, going through things that we d- Messy parts of us that we never understood, and we have to unravel and unwrap. And a lot of apologies and a lot of acceptance of that we did the best we could with what we have, and now we're just moving forward and we're trying and we're trying and not dwelling on what we did wrong in the past, but learning from the past in order to become the better human for ourselves and for the people around us and for the world. So it's Mental Health Awareness Month. It's our anniversary. It's my anniversary from. I think, again, I think it was 12 or 13 years ago when the first time I went to the hospital for my first panic attack. And um, in honor of this, these big milestones, go read an article on mental health awareness. Go do something for yourself, because when you fix yourself and when you enhance your life and when you give yourself more awareness it will have a ripple effect on the world. It just will. I believe that we have these awareness months to make an impact, to be the spotlight in order to create, you know how you have a wake-up call in life something happens and then you're just like oh my god you took it so for granted and then you're like okay i'm gonna learn more about it i'm gonna become better at something every time i come back from travel my bed and my bathroom are my love like i get into bed with such enthusiasm such excitement and such gratitude for my bed and my smell of my bed and my darkness in my room and my pillow and my blanket and just the comfort of not being on a plane or a car or somebody else's bed and i said if i only had that enthusiasm them every night when I go to sleep, not only after I travel. And I really try to get into bed now every night with that excitement of my bed, not having to take it away from me before I appreciate it. And that's life, that God has to take something away from us in order to appreciate it. It's the same thing with awareness. When there's this boost of knowledge, we suddenly realize how we take it for granted and then we approach the topic with a different perspective, a different vision, different mindset. So infuse yourself with awareness. Decide what podcasts, what YouTube channels, what classes you're going to take. What are you going to do to keep awake with this evolution of mental health awareness and how can we change it from awareness to acceptance? How do we change it from awareness to acceptance? And if anybody ever did you a favor with your mental health journey, how can you pay it forward? What's a small thing you could do to the world? Small thing, it doesn't have to be big. A small thing to pay it forward. I believe if we've got, we have to give. So what will be the next step? sit in silence, write about it, sing about it, dance about it, walk about it. I always say we think a lot in the shower. Take a shower and see what comes up. Ask yourself that question before you step into the shower. See what comes up. Love you all. Thank you. And we'll see you next week when we're going to deep dive into relationships and marriage. Bye till next time.